What's up, everyone? I'm Catherine Redder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain, or you're watching to this mini-sode. We have Sylvia Atanasio from the Italian Banking Association and Katerina Kudalaki from R3. Thank you guys for joining me. That was a mouthful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you yeah. for having me. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. How are we doing today? Very good. Very good. Our spirits are high. Yes. Yes. We try to keep high our spirit even in this thoughtful period. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Katerina, how are you doing? How are you working from home? Yeah, it's it's actually okay today because the sun is shining and we go about 24 degrees and I can hear the birds chirping outside. So um, <laughs> it's almost as if I am in Greece a little bit, you know, just thinking about it. So, <laughs> but That's it's nice. good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it has been, it has actually been working okay working from home. It has been, yeah. and we have achieved a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think it would be it would be possible and especially not only not only us but with our partners as well because you know it's just continue to work in a normal fashion that we do and people understand that some stuff that they might not happen instantly they might take two days instead of 30 minutes or an hour or a day but people are very um very accommodating let's say yeah, yeah that's been an adjustment for me. I've had to kind of rework my the way that I do things because maybe the people who I need things from can't really get back to me right away or hours are kind of weird. Uh, where are you both working? I'm in Milan, in the Ooh. northern Italy, in the center of the, uh, of the COVID in Italy, unfortunately. Oh, no. Are you able to get outside at all? Sometimes. Yesterday I had a great riding bicycle with my kids, so it was a good day. That's we are start nice. we're going outside wearing masks, of course. Yeah. Social distancing, but it is possible. That's good. Katarina, what about you? Where are you? Um a little bit outside uh, London in a small kind of town called Tunbridge. Um and it's the first time uh, that they let us, well, they, they said you can go outside and then open the parks and you can meet with one more person, just one person, <laughs> apparently, that is not part of your family. So when I, I went running yesterday and it was, it was as if COVID never happened. You know, there were yeah. families there, cycling, people running you know forget the social distancing (laughs) so it has been yeah but you know you can understand people I think they're kind of fed fed up and uh, you know yeah it it has been it has been a while and 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 it's not so much the police and they they don't police it so much outside I guess outside of London yeah so yeah that's interesting. But it was all right. It was good to see people, though. Don't get me wrong. It was good to see people. We need I that. Know. We definitely need that. I know. I'm like, I just want to see some of my friends. <laughs> but yes. I went, I was in, um, I'm currently now in New York City. So I'm in Manhattan. Um, we're also just like Milan. It's, it's uh, pretty crazy here. Mm-hmm. But I think people are starting to get a little stir crazy because I was going on walks yesterday um, and things are actually kind of open. There are bars that are open. I don't know if this is legal. (laughs) (laughs) I I had no idea. So there are bars that are open here 
and some restaurants are doing takeout and stuff, but um, you can basically order through a window. So I live by um, Wall Street. So I live downtown and there's Stone Street down here has a bunch of bars and pubs. Um, and you can order through a window, you can order a drink through a window, and then you can just walk outside with it. So you can't go inside, um, but you can basically order drinks to go, which is actually, it was kind of fun, but, but it's weird. Cause I'm like, I don't think we should be doing this, but I also <laughs> want to help you. <laughs> and so order an expensive beer. So it's a little confusing. I think it's a weird time because people are starting to get a little antsy, like, okay, when can we go back to normal life? But hopefully there's not a second wave because of, because of everyone going back too soon. But we are very lucky to be able to uh, work from home. How's your guys' setups? Mine is ever-changing. I've had so many computers. Um, how do you guys find you're actually working from home? Because you both, I feel like, are always out and about um, and have to travel normally. How has that adjustment been? Yes, I think it's changing the way we manage our agenda. It yeah. is, we, we don't spend so much time traveling and staying abroad. And so it's easier to uh, arrange a, a meeting in a few days. Do you yeah. want to speak with a, a Russian bank tomorrow? Yes, why not? Tomorrow <laughs> is possible. I can find an hour tomorrow for everything. So you can uh, find a lot of opportunities. I'm a different feeling of the time frame. Uh, yeah. I, it's hard for me to understand if I did something yesterday or two months ago. It's the same. Me too. <laughs> and, and one of the most uh, difficult things is to balancing homeworking with homeschooling. Because yeah. my children are still quite small. So I receive their homework via email, via WhatsApp. And I need uh -huh. to check. Uh, I have a big spreadsheet to manage all the homework for both. That's tough. Video, yes. Yeah. Has that been difficult, kind of managing your job and having to help homeschool the kids? Yes. Last weekly, uh, last week, I was uh, in a in a call with uh, with our three, with Katerina, and, and my um, my daughter was asking continually. Uh, is it correct? Is it correct? Should I put two B's or two T's in this word? <laughs> so I was switching from English to Italian every three seconds. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh man. Yeah, that's gotta be. I mean, I have a puppy and I'm pretending like it's my child. I'm like, he's interrupting me during meetings. <laughs> I can't imagine actually having children. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Katerina, how about you? Um, I try, I found originally when we started working from home, I was working crazy hours. And I thought mm -hmm. because I didn't have the, uh, the travel, so I would wake up seven o'clock in the morning, half past seven, I would be sitting on my computer, right? Yeah. And then it will be 6.30, 7.30, 8 in the evening. And I will be still sitting on my computer and uh, because I worked previously from home, when I, when I sit in front of my computer, that's it. I don't get up. I'll get up, yeah. I'll get some, you know, I'll get some lunch or something like that. I'll get a coffee. But, you know, when you sit in front of your computer, that's it, right? There is no, 
there is no fun yeah. time or anything like that. But then I realized that like, it's not sustainable. So now I'm just putting boundaries and I'm trying not to answer to emails if they come too late or something that can wait until the next day. Um, yeah. So trying to, and, and also trying to see if I can fit a little bit of going out during the day. I haven't managed that yet, but this is my goal for <laughs> perhaps this week. You've um, said it on the podcast, so now you have to do it. it. Is, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, and, and again, for me, my kids are older, right? So mm-hmm. I have, uh, they're doing now because they've got no, um, they don't have to take the exams they were supposed to take. So they're mm. doing, they've got all the chores and they're doing all the cleaning, the cooking, the ironing, and I'm just working, which is actually <laughs> very, you know, I, I think this has been a very good exercise for them because it prepares them for life, you know, they can be self-sufficient. <laughs> they won't need me anymore. <laughs> Only to great. pay the bills, that's it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that's great. If you want me to help your kids to better prepare for life i can transfer i can move to you to your house yes absolutely but i have to say i have really really missed traveling to milan uh, and mm-hmm. because because we're supposed to have a big party as well, Sylvia, remember oh. the party? Yeah, yes. yes. We're supposed to. Have we cancelled a lot of of things, but this party is just postponed. We it's need to have this production party. <laughs> We've been talking about it for two years now, right? No, <laughs> for two years. For no. Two years. Yeah. And oh. in the morning, I remember in the top days. When I was walking from the tube to my office in Rome, I used to hear some motivating music and I was thinking this would have been the music for the production party. <laughs> so we need it, absolutely. Yeah, you'll have to postpone that. I really do miss, I miss traveling a lot. I had a lot of plans and trips over the summer that I had to cancel, but um, it, is, it is what it is. Unfortunately, but we are very lucky to be able to work from home, even though I really do miss traveling so much. Um, But I have a pretty good setup, despite the fact that, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, while I've been working from home, the day that we were told that we had to work from home, my computer broke. (laughs) And I was like, what do I do? So then they sent me another one. And in transit, somehow that computer must have broken, but not enough for me to, like, I already loaded up all my stuff on that one and that one had broken. (laughs) And then I got another one. So other than that, it's, it's been, it's been good. And also we are, we are in the digital age. So if we can't work digitally, then like who can, um, yeah. So anyways, let's talk about Spunta. Um, Sylvia, can you tell me just basically for anyone who doesn't know, we have so much on r3.com about what you guys are doing in the Spunta project, but um, what are you guys doing? Okay. We, we started working to, to the Spunta two and a half years ago mm-hmm. with the idea to uh, experiment the technology, to let the Italian banks better know the technology hands-on so experimenting if it, it, it would have been possible to have a real process working in a DLT world. Mm-hmm. And we started from Spunta that was a, a very small, a niche process that doesn't involve transac- uh, transactions, doesn't involve the final clients. It's just an interbank reconciliation process that works at a book level. Mm-hmm. So it was um, safe enough to experiment using this process. At, at the same time, uh, the Italian Banking Association is a sort of a regulator for this process. So 
mm-hmm. the process is ruled by an interbank agreement that dates uh, back 1978. So we were uh, able to... Um, to bring the entire Italian banking sector into the new world, pushing the red button, I mean, issuing the new interbank agreement. So we moved from an interbank agreement that uh, talks about um, mechanographical exchange of data using tapes, etc., into yeah. the new ones that talk about distributed ledger. Yeah. So it's a big shift, a very big shift. But we worked during this time, not only with the innovation and the IT people, but also with the final operator of Spunta. So the people that every day works in the back office uh, of the bank, uh, reconciliating uh, the, the, the movement. So yeah. they were, uh, they, they do need a change in their process because they were suffering some uh, burdensome activities, some too complex bureaucratical uh, steps. And yeah. I remember the first time when we uh, showed them the first POC, the first um, the first test of, of the application, they opened the dashboard and they found in a single uh, window all the balance of all the bilateral accounts they have with counterparties. And for them was Wow, like the Christmas tree for my children, you know. It, it, it was so difficult previously to get this information. They need to call each counterparties or to send an email or even a fax. It depends from the single bank you was talking with. Yeah. And at, at a glance, boom, all the information was there and there was confirmed because what you see is what they see. Yeah. So the, the bilateral account really becomes to be our account, not only my account whenever yeah. I have the ownership of the account and your account when the, the ownership switches to the, the other bank. Yeah. So sharing the information, it was like, the is that the big driver here with blockchain? Just so everyone has that uh, information or is there other parts of using uh, blockchain that's beneficial for you guys? Of course, transparency is one of the most evident benefits in this process, but also yeah. uh, we had a big benefit in reducing operational risk yeah. because the, the um, policies in managing risk uh, was uh, under the, uh, the rule of the banks that own the, the account. So mm-hmm. when, again, whenever the ownership of the account is yours, your rules dominate the, the account. And when yeah. the ownership switches to me, I decide which kind of risk I want to take uh, and which kind of, uh, of movements I want to investigate to understand what happens. So yeah. for the first time, we know how the, man- the, the account is managed, which rules are followed in the automatic matching. And those rules are documented, are common for both. And we are sure that uh, those rules are executed on the ledger. Wow. Very cool. So not to really throw up Corda, but uh, why Corda Enterprise? Why did you pick Corda out of um, the different blockchain platforms? When we chose Corda, I think it was the first time I had Katerina in a, in a call from, from the other side. We had a long list of 30 or 35 questions we uh, <laughs> investigated with our three and with other 
uh, different platforms. Uh, it wasn't Corda Enterprise. It was Corda Open Source yeah. uh, version 0.9, I think, at that time. Oh, wow. So yeah, we had uh, ma- many benefits. The first, the, the first, the natural benefit was that the bilateral accounts are bilateral channels. Yeah. Immediately. So this was the first um, reason that uh, let us start thinking to, to Corda. Uh, the second one for us, it's quite important to match uh, some specific needs that comes from the banking industry. So the mm-hmm. possibility that we hope to implement next year to archive information, the possibility yeah. we had to, um, to manage also some uh, privacy requirements we have uh, if just in case some personal information goes into the, the, uh, the uh, into the, the ad, into the movements into the bilateral accounts. Yeah. And another very very important thing was that we were able to speak with our three. When we had those list of questions, it was possible to speak with you directly to pose our questions to ask what was planned in the future to receive yeah. information. And uh, during those two years, this constant dialogue, this constant collaboration was part of our success, was very, very important. Nice, Katarina. Yeah. <laughs> it must be your charm. I have, say, <laughs> I have to say, it was not my secret charm. Let me tell you. I remember specific. It was not my secret charm, I'm telling you. I remember specifically when we got those questions. It was very old, uh, very early on for us as an organization in terms yeah. of how we approached every opportunities, every, um, every uh, you know, uh, client that came our, our way. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when we got those questions, we had less than a week to, um, to get, it was literally, it was less than a week. And I remember that specifically. So um, <laughs> it had to, we had, there were loads of people within the organization and we were small enough. We're still small enough to do it now as well. But even then we were small enough to actually uh, gather, you know, identify how uh, important that opportunity was for us because of the potential that it had um, to actually gather together and, and, and respond very uh, quickly to those uh, to those questions. However, though, um, I remember the first call that we had with Sylvia. It was uh, myself and it was with Brian as well, Brian McNutty, who had at the time a very strong Glaswegian accent. Hard to understand. Hard to understand. So I had to translate some of the of the answers in my very, 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 you know, Greek accent, let's say, to to be understood by the... Perfect, Perfect. <laughs> I'm just confused, a, everyone, with this accent. Uh, but it was, we were so happy, though, uh, when they selected us, because um, it yeah. has been one of the, I, I think, I think what Sylvia said, the constant dialogue that we, that we yeah. had, not only between, uh, you know, our three and Sylvia, but the other collaborators, um, uh, in this, you know, uh, in this project, SIA and Entity Data as well. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, Sylvia talking with the rest of the banking sector, right? Which is something <laughs> that we never saw. It was just Sylvia <laughs> dealing with the banks. And she can tell you some pretty good, um, 
you know, pretty good anecdotes about their first meeting and how long they took to decide on just oh one, <laughs> one, you know, one uh, a color of a tub, I remember Sylvia said, or something. Yeah, like. yeah, something like that. Something like that. But yeah. uh, we, we put in the very first meetings also uh, a learning session for uh, for the banks about uh, blockchain about DLT and about yeah. Corda. So we put 50 people, I think, from around 12 to 14 banks in a single room because we don't was only uh, working with IT people, but also with back office people. So they are mm, completely uh, aware of the Spunta process and the Nostro and Bostro movement, Nostro and Bostro accounts, etc. Yeah. And they are absolutely uh, a master in that but for them to understand that when you uh, write a transaction this becomes immutable mm-hmm. they say in, in, in which sense are you saying immutable <laughs> is this not possible we mute every time every transaction we change we match we unmatch and rematch and rematch etc so we start i remember with ivan uh sharing all his information and trying to simplify and simplify and simplify because mm-hmm. it we, we cannot let, um we needed the banks to understand at several level what we were doing so yeah. not we cannot have just a specialist a super expert in the bank understanding what uh what we were uh, working on but we need them to understand deeply what we were doing and also for the back office people, but also for the C-level, because each bank uh, decided and formally approved the, the participation and the, the migration into production for this project. And this was a, a complex decision that involved the CEOs of the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> people, I mean, you guys were getting involved uh So like two years ago in this space, I feel like is so long ago. (laughs) Um, So those initial meetings must have been pretty difficult getting people and like the banks specifically on board to exploring this technology, right? Right. We started from the process. We started going in each of the 14 banks in two weeks. We visit 14 banks to uh, going deeper into the process and understanding the ASIS situations to to understand how to transform it. And then we had the first meetings, but uh, it was very useful to develop the front end of the application in parallel with the the Cord app because they needed to see what we was developing. And uh, we had, for example, a meeting using a red and green palette because we need them to vote and to vote quickly. We could not spend an entire meeting talking about the red and the green table <laughs> and the green colors of the, the front end, which is, of course, very important. But we needed to, to decide a lot of things. So we gave uh, this red and, and green palette to the banks and they voted and voted and took, I don't know, maybe 25 decisions in a single meeting because we need to accelerate. <laughs> wow. That's, that's such a funny way to, to make uh, the banks collaborate and make a decision. Yeah, yeah. Make a decision together because we yeah. tried for all the process, for all the project to keep the governance distributed. Yeah. 
So, Sylvia, what are the next steps for Spunta? Uh, now we are um, at the end of the second wave of migration. So we have 55 banks already in production that work every day and every morning using the Spunta DLT application. The next uh, wave would be at the end of September with the rest of the Italian banking sector. So we are quite... Um, oh. Uh, working on, uh, on this, I'm probably we will have a hundred more banks. Wow! By the end of September, so it's uh, not not so easy. But <laughs> at the same time, we received a lot of um, requests for information, for more details, and for going deeper into the project for from several uh, non-Italian banks. So oh, wow. we like we we really like to expand the uh, area of the Spunta project also to the reconciliation between Italian banks and non-Italian banks. And for doing this, we'd like to continue with our distributed approach. So we'd like to start working with those banks, having them around the table, (laughs) digital or or physical, that (laughs) it it would be. But uh, we'd like to work with them to build the foreign spunta, let me say. Yeah, that's a lot. Do you find that, uh, so coronavirus has not impacted the way you guys are working, right? Or in a negative way, at least. So No, it didn't impact, uh, luckily, because we were so close to uh, to migrate. And so it wasn't, not, yeah. so, not, not possible to stop everything. So the first and the second wave uh, didn't have, Fact. Yeah. And now we hope we will have enough time to work for the, the third and last wave. Yeah, you guys have been kind of at this for a while. In the blockchain world, you've been at it for like decades, I feel like. Um, but it is interesting because I've talked to some startups because startups, it's really hard right now. I think uh, coronavirus is obviously really impacting them with getting uh like fundraising and stuff so they can get their products off the, off the ground. But also some startups are, are doing really well because now uh, coronavirus is kind of forcing everyone to go into this digital world when they, it kind of, you could have been like, eh, we don't really need it. And now you're realizing like everything needs to be digital. So Katerina, how has your job kind of impact been impacted by coronavirus? Do you find that there are a lot of more people who are, um, super interested in learning more or are more engaged now? Because um, being the customer success manager at Arthur, I'm sure uh, you have a lot on right now. Yeah, it's um, it's different, I should say. It, it really depends what you are, um, yeah. which area, uh, uh, what kind of client you are, uh, mm-hmm. and which area you're looking at. So, for example, yes, there is, we, we have seen, as you say, some of the, uh, startups that they are dealing with uh, manual driven uh, processes where communications are not uh, great in yeah, between yeah. we've seen an acceleration uh, of that uh, and also we have seen um, areas for example like um, uh, CBDC central bank digital currency that has had a massive tremendous you know 
yeah. so much interest just out of the sudden, as if they, everybody woke up. <laughs> Honestly, we've been we've been talking about CBDC for at least two years as well, but mm-hmm. everybody now discovered it in this new light, or because of what's happening with um, uh, with uh, coronavirus, and they're just yeah. looking uh, at the possibility, a real possibility for solutions uh, like that to be to be implemented. Now, of course, you have also on the other side, you have clients which are um, banks and they are taking a more conservative approach as well. So I'm not going to say that everything is rosy because of coronavirus that is going to turn into digital because it's not. Um, uh, Overall, I think it will just reassess the way that we do uh, we work uh, from whether or not you're a bank or, uh, you know, an ISV or, yeah. you know, insurance company, everything. Um, and and there will be stuff that will definitely, definitely um, change. Not everybody yeah. will change because as client, you know, as you said, client success manager, I have seen it that not all the clients are uh, the same and even not all clients have got the same uh, let's say um, appetite for innovation, even if yeah. it's pushed down the throat, they still resist it. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you know. But um, and that's why. And and uh, yeah, there will be. It, it will be very interesting where we are, where we come uh, out of it. But one thing to say as well um, about this Punta success here. This was the really uh, person. Why I think that uh, the success of Spunta. Um, uh, was so uh, why why Spunta was a success because it was actually driven uh, was driven at a, at a association level. Yeah. So a lot of the hard work, let's say, Sylvia had to do, but she had the power to do it, right? Yeah. Because she was she was it, it was something that uh, could be uh, could be presented in a very democratic way the way she did it obviously and the way the association approached the issue uh, but nevertheless it's the association that if there's a decision taken and can be uh, then you have to follow it yeah right so um yeah yeah, I think you guys have had like a constant stream, I feel like, of really good news of like really making a lot of progress within the last two years. And you guys, I've seen, I feel like I see news about what you guys are doing all the time. It's amazing because recently you were in the news recently for um, for all the work that you're doing. So uh, it speaks a lot to you, Sylvia, because I feel like you're everywhere too. We're like, here's Sylvia, let's throw on the website, let's do this. We have case studies, we have written ones, we have the video ones. Every year at Corticon, yeah. we're like, please speak at Corticon, please do this because of all the great work you've done. So uh, it was natural to get you on the podcast. I am actually bummed that I haven't gotten you on uh, before, but uh, we'll make it up and do a, a, a real episode if you'd like to when we can finally travel together and then maybe you guys can invite me to your uh, your party <laughs> yeah oh, sure sure absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> great one in music i can promise <laughs> oh good that's all that i care about um okay thank you both so much for coming on today uh this was really really fun and um i'll make thank sure you. to link all the information uh in the bio of this episode but if anyone wants to get in touch with you sylvia or you katarina how do they get in touch 
Oh, everywhere, just via email really or LinkedIn <laughs> or Twitter, uh, whenever you want, or via R3. I receive a lot of messages via R3, so yeah. you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> Many different touch points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Stay Thank safe. You. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Catherine. Bye. Bye.